Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. The number of people applying for unemployment rose last week Welcome for the first time Healthline in five weeks, Rocky but the level remains low. The Labor Department says applications for unemployment aid went up by 20,000 to a seasonally adjusted 245,000. The increase comes a week after applications fell to nearly a four-decade low. The four-week average, a less volatile measure, climbed 1,250 to 234,750. Many employers say it is difficult to find people to fill their open jobs and so are holding on to their existing staff. Correspondent Jeremy House. Australian police say it does not appear that a vehicle attack that injured 19 people in Melbourne was a case of terrorism. Police say the driver, a man of Afghan descent, has a history of drug use and mental health issues. Wall Street, the Dow is up 58 points, and this is SRN News. For the month of December, Wellness Radio 1570 spotlights elderly driving safety. An older driver may decide that it is time to get a checkup for his her driving this fitness. Is your driving is a complex activity that requires certain physical, visual, and cognitive abilities. As people age, those abilities often change in subtle ways. Most of us century. go to the doctor for regular wow. physical and checkups. So it's just as important to get a checkup for driving fitness. So, this wellness uh, spotlight is brought question, to you by Wellness to Radio 1570. The Twin Cities Wellness Station, Wellness 1570, just ahead, Like It Matters Radio, the live edition with Mr. Black. And you know, just four days until Christmas, and Wixon Jewelers has diamond stud earrings. They're always the perfect gift. They're open until 7 o'clock today, as in Wixon Jewelers in Bloomington. Your forecast from the Evil Wellness Studios, dusting a snow today that'll taper off. Cloudy skies, a high near 26, 13 tonight, and partly cloudy mid-20s tomorrow. Is your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, Alyssa here with Wellness Radio 1570, and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. This is a program we have had for five years now, and it has helped many families get into the school of their dreams. We are in the thick of open house season right now, so the timing couldn't be better. If you find a school you would like your child to attend, call me at 651-289-4406 to see if that school is one of the schools we have a partnership with. It's that simple. This isn't a financial aid program. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call Wellness Radio 1570 today at 651-289-4406 to take advantage of our half-off tuition program. That's Wellness Radio 1570 at 651-289-4406. It's an exciting time because our business benefactor program is back. I'm Lee Michaels along with our general manager, Nick Anderson. And if you've ever been thinking about advertising on the radio station, you wanted to, uh, as you put it, Nick, you know, kick the tires, so to speak, this is a great opportunity because this time you are benefiting a great organization, CADE, which is Children with Autism Deserve Education. And that's a local organization. But let me first say that that donation of $1,500, that doesn't come to us. We can't accept it. You have to make that donation through us. But that $1,500 donation goes to Cade directly. And what do we give you in return? 40 commercials to be used however you want on this radio station. It's a fantastic opportunity. 40 commercials professionally written, produced. We'll come out to you. We'll get all the details uh, for your business or your organization that you want to advertise. Or you can do what we've had a number of people do in the past. Do a double blessing where they've taken those commercials or maybe you're somebody who says, I don't have a business I need to advertise. Well, maybe you could give those commercials to a church or an organization or another nonprofit. So some people might be thinking, well, what would I advertise? What would I use these commercials for? If you're a business owner and you want to promote an upcoming sale, especially like in the spring, if you want to promote maybe a, a, a door opening, a, a opening event for your for your store location in the suburbs, or maybe maybe you have a, a job opportunity you want to promote on the radio and, and promote to this the 
this audience who listens to this station. There's so many different ways that you can advertise. And then, like you said, Lee, use it as a double blessing. Give it to that Christian school you support or give it to that organization that you and your wife support. Whatever that might be, there's just plenty of opportunities to, to give those commercials up. And the way you do it is you need to call us on the business benefactor you hotline. Do. You do. And I thank you for bringing that up. 651-289-4444. Again, 651-289-4444. You have to call that number so we can keep track of it through the system. 651-289-4444. The last couple of days of the business benefactor program. So call now. 651-289-4444. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio coach, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today we are talking about Christmas. Matter of fact, today the title of today's show is What About Christmas? And so I want you to know it's not a throwaway show. You know, I thought about this. I'm thinking, you know, I'd love to do a Christmas show. And Lee and Trevor are saying, well, maybe you should do this. And so I figured I'd take today to do a Christmas show. So we are live. And if you want to call in, I got lots of friends out there, family. If you want to call in, 651 289 4466, we are live. Trevor's on the phone line there if you do call in. Uh, but today I, I do have a plan. Believe it or not, for those that know me, you're not surprised, but I do have a plan. So I, I have four outcomes uh, for this show. You know, we believe that uh, you're, we're supposed to begin with the end in mind. To think is to create. And so begin with the end of the mind means, you know, how do you know when you're finished? What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? And so I have four outcomes for the next uh, 60 minutes. Uh, number one, I want to pose the question, uh, you know, why Christmas? You know, we've heard all the time that the, the reason for the season is Jesus, but I'm going to actually challenge that thought today. I'm going to consider that maybe what if the reason for the season was people and not Jesus? So just think about that. And please, I'm not putting Jesus down. He, he's the love of my life. Uh, he is my savior. He's my king. He is my redeemer. I'm his slave. So if you hear me insulting Jesus, you're, you're, not, you're not hearing what I'm saying. You've got some other stuff in your head. But I'm going to challenge you that maybe Christmas, the reason for the season, isn't Jesus. The reason for the season, what if it's people? Uh, secondly, uh, I want to take a look at, you know, uh, you know, we've all heard that Christmas is about the children. And so secondly, I want to think, you know, the, the beautiful thing about Christmas is the childlike expectation that, that children love Christmas. It's their favorite time of year. Uh, and that mindset of a child, what does that mean? Even the, the Bible says that if we want to enter the kingdom of heaven, we've got to be like a child. So, so what does that mean? Thirdly, uh, you know, I want to take a look at the qualities of Christmas. You know, I love Christmas time. It's my favorite time of year uh, from basically the week of Thanksgiving uh, to the week after the first of the year. Uh, that is Christmas. That's the holiday season for me, and it's my favorite time of year. Uh, matter of fact, this year I haven't, quote, gotten into it as much as I'd like to, and I'm already regretting it being over, close to over, and I haven't even really got into it yet. And so I, I want to take a look at those qualities. What are the things about Christmas that we like the most? Uh, because, you know, if you know what those qualities are, you can duplicate those. You can replicate those. You can create, quote, deja vu. And fourth, and fourth outcome for today's show is to have some fun, some joviality. And so uh, I got a news break. I don't know if you guys know this. You know, I study the news a lot uh, because of the radio show. And so I just got this off the, uh, the Associated Press. It says, biblical scholars have made an exciting discovery just in time for the Christmas season. According to the Vatican, the painstaking translation, uh, translation of recently unearthed ancient scrolls has revealed that there was a fourth wise man. Yep, a fourth wise man who set out to meet the baby Jesus on that Christmas day. Think about that. For nearly 2,000 years, the Bible has told us that three wise men visited the manger after following a star across the desert. We learned that this intelligent trio brought the gifts of gold, right? You bring gold to a king, frankincense, 
right? It's a beautiful smell. And the myrrh was to help, or I might have gone backwards, was to help when someone dies and, and you wrap them up and to keep them preserved. Those were the three gifts. So what happened to this, quote, fourth visitor? How come this fourth visitor didn't make it to the manger? Didn't even make it mentioned in the Bible. So many questions. But I suppose this is how the mind of the modern philosopher works. The parting pontiff said with a chuckle as he hung an ornament on the giant Christmas tree behind him. My people are still working on the translation, but I suppose I can give a sneak peek uh, to my favorite blog, the Holy Father said with a wink. It appears that a horrible sandstorm overtook the caravan. The fourth member of the group was swept up in a storm and never seen again. Wow, how depressing is that? No wonder the four evangelists edited out the story. No one wants to associate death by sandstorm with the joyful story of Jesus' birth. We do not know for sure if the fourth wise man died or simply had enough of the perilous journey and told his camel to go back and head for home. I'm going to make sure we dig a little deeper before we officially make the changes to the Bible, uh, the pontiff assured him. Do the scrolls tell us what gift camel rider number four planned to bring Jesus? Well, Pope Francis chuckled again when asked this question and then had a very difficult time keeping a straight face. This is where it gets a little funny and led him to make a joke. Let's be perfectly clear right now that was only said in jest. I told a couple of the cardinals that maybe the other wise men left him to die in the desert. I was shocked. I knew the Holy Father had a sense of humor, but this sounded too macabre for the head of the Catholic Church. Don't tell the nuns on me, Austin, he requested with a wink. According to the scrolls, the fourth wise man was bearing the gift of fruitcake. <laughs> Boy, that was a slow belabored joke. I know it was. Uh, can you believe it? Gold, frankincense, myrrh, and a fruitcake. You know, I was listening to a, a, a sermon this morning, and he kind of talked about this, made light of it. So I looked it up, and it's hard to find it. But, you know, it's, it's funny because don't tell me people don't remember your gift. Oh, yeah, they do. They, they do. People are still running from the fruitcake today. And also, don't tell me whose world this is. This is The prince of this world is uh, the devil. We all know that. And if you think about it, he's still pushing those fruitcakes to this day. Still, By the way, you know, three wise men. Uh, and we all know what would happen if there had been three wise women uh, that met at the manger, met Jesus in the manger instead of men. You know what would happen. They would have asked for directions, arrived on time, helped deliver the baby, uh, cleaned the stable, made a casserole, and brought disposable diapers as gifts, right? By the way, a little humor here. If you haven't got it yet, we'll get some more going here. <laughs> uh, the Supreme Court has ruled that they cannot have a nativity scene in Washington, D.C. This wasn't for any religious reasons. They couldn't find three wise men and a virgin. That's an old joke uh, by Jay Leno. A couple Christmas quotes, uh, Milton Berle, uh, the TV news people keep saying that this could be the greatest Christmas we ever had. I kind of thought the first one was. He also said it's always consoling to know that today's Christmas gifts are tomorrow's garage sales. Amen. Norm MacDonald said the best stocking stuffer uh, is a human leg. And Robert Paul said, you know you're getting old when Santa starts to look younger. Let me share you a story that I heard. Uh, I got it right here. Jesus and the Elves. It's by John Leo, U.S. News and World Report columnist and author of a new book called Two Steps Ahead of the Thought Police. It said, And Joseph went up to Galilee, to Bethlehem, with Mary, his espoused wife, who was great with child. And she brought forth a son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And the angel of the Lord spoke to the shepherds and said, I bring you tidings of great joy, for unto you is born a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. There's a problem with the angel, said a Pharisee who happened to be strolling by. As he explained to Joseph, angels are widely regarded as religious symbols, and the stable was on public property where such symbols were not allowed to land or even hover. And I have to tell you, this whole thing looks to me very much like a nativity scene, he said sadly. That's a no-no too. Jesus, Joseph had a broad idea. What if I put a couple of reindeer over there near the ox and the ass, he said, eager to avoid sectarian strife. That would definitely help, said the Pharisee, who knew as well as anyone that whenever a Savior appeared, judges usually liked to be on the safe side and surround it with deer or woodland creatures or some sort. Just to clinch it, though, let's throw in a candy cane and a couple of elves and snowmen, too, he said. No court can resist that. Mary asked, what does my son's birth have to do with snowmen? 
snow persons, cried a young woman, changing the subject before it veered dangerously toward religion. Off to the side of the crowd, a Philistine was painting the nativity scene. Mary complained that she and Joseph looked too tattered and worn in the picture. Artistic license, he said. I've got to show the plight of the haggard homeless in a greedy, uncaring society in winter, he quipped. We're not haggard or homeless. The inn was just full, said Mary. Whatever, said the painter. See, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a funny story. It's sarcastic. It's uh, absolutely too truthful. And it goes through this whole thing about what would have happened if today the resurrection had taken place. If today, I'm sorry, the resurrection, the incarnate Christ had appeared. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to take a little tongue-in-cheek look at Christmas. But we're also going to take an in-depth look. And why is this so important? What does it mean? What are the what values? How do you keep the spirit of Christmas going? And how do you be childlike? Because children truly enjoy Christmas. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're considering the question, what about Christmas? Training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar. But I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. If your tooth fell out, would you replace it? Most people would. So how is your hair any different? If you're tired of losing hair, simply replace it by going to INeedMoreHair.com. Let this be a year to make a new hair's resolution. Hi, I'm Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to INeedMoreHair.com. Meet the hair transplant specialists that have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, the results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan near 35E and Diffley Road. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more competent reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. That's INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague, or friend. Pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the U.S. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020. We need your help. We are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army inspiring over 1 million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer. We must do more and demand urgent action to save lives. Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N dot org. Pancan dot org. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we are talking about what about Christmas. And Trevor and I were talking on the break, and... Uh, uh, you know, the word sin is an archery term. It means to miss the mark. Uh, and so people get wrapped up in that word. So my apologies. That first segment kind of <clears throat> missed the mark there. But uh, I have an outcome for today's show. I want to keep it light. Uh, four questions or four outcomes. Number one, why Christmas? What's the reason for the season? 
Number two, uh, we all heard that Christmas is all for the children, so we're supposed to be childlike. What does that mean? Number three, what are those qualities about Christmas time, that Christmas time that people love the most? We need to identify those. What if we could recreate that same feeling uh, the other 11 months out of the year? And fourthly, uh, which is where I really missed the mark on the first one, (laughs) was to have some fun. And to be a little bit light, I highly recommend uh, this article by John Leo, U.S. News and World Report. If you want it, I can send it to you. It's about just the political correctness of of Christmas, and I got started way too late uh, and ran too long, so I didn't get a chance to finish it. But email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. Love to send it to you. It's called Jesus and the Elves. I think you'd enjoy it. It was all going along about politically correct Christmas. So let me share a few words of prose that might make the point a little bit better. "'Twas the night before Christmas and sound as a wreck, "'how to live in a world that's politically correct. "'His workers no longer would answer to elves, "'vertically challenged, they were called themselves, "'and labor conditions at the North Pole "'were alleged by the Union to stifle the soul. Four reindeer had vanished without much propriety, "'released to the wilds by the Humane Society.' And equal employment had made it quite clear that Santa had better not use just reindeer. So Dancer and Donnet, Comet and Cupid were replaced with four pigs, and you know that looks stupid. The runners had been removed from his sleigh. The ruts were termed dangerous by the EPA. And people had started to call for the cops when they heard sled noises on their rooftops. Secondhand smoke pie had his workers quite frightened. His fur-trimmed red suit was called unenlightened. And to show you the strangest of life's ebbs and flows, Rudolph was suing over unauthorized use of his nose and had gone on Geraldo in front of the nation demanding millions in overdue compensation. So half of the reindeer were gone and his wife, who suddenly said she'd had enough of this life, joined a self-help group packed and left in a whiz, Demanding from now on her title was Ms. And as for the gifts, why, he never had a notion that making a choice could cause so much commotion. Nothing of leather, nothing of fur, which meant nothing for him and nothing for her. Nothing that might be construed to pollute, nothing to aim, nothing to shoot. Nothing that clamored or made lots of noise. Nothing for just girls or just for the boys. Nothing that claimed to be gender specific. Nothing that's warlike or non-pacifistic. No candy or sweets. They were bad for the tooth. Nothing that seemed to embellish a truth. And fairy tales, while not yet forbidden, were like Ken and Barbie, better off hidden. For they raised the hackles of those psychological who claimed the only good fit was one ecological. No baseball, no football, someone could get hurt. Besides, playing sports exposed kids to dirt. Dolls were said to be sexist and should be passe, and Nintendo would rot your entire brain away. So Santa just stood there disheveled, perplexed. He just could not figure out what to do next. He tried to be merry, tried to be gay, but you've got to be careful with that word today. His sack was quite empty, limped to the ground. Nothing fully acceptable was to be found. Something special was needed, a gift that he might give to all without angering the left or the right. A gift that would satisfy with no indecision each group of people, every religion, every ethnicity, every hue, everyone, everywhere, even you. So here is that gift. It's priced beyond worth. May you and your loved ones enjoy peace on earth. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. A little bit of humor uh, here. Uh, The day after Christmas is like the day after the senior prom, Jay Leno said. Everyone's asking, what did you get? Boy, that's not a statement about our world today, huh? Once again, Dave Barry said this. Once again, we find ourselves enmeshed in the holiday season. That very special time of year when we join with our loved ones in sharing centuries-old traditions, such as trying to find a parking space at the mall. Johnny Carson said, and you've heard this one before, the worst gift is a fruitcake. There's only one fruitcake in the entire world, and people keep sending it to each other. You know, by the way, if someone out there makes a good fruitcake, I would love to get one. You know, I love, uh, I love carrot cake. I love stuff like that. I love dates and figs and all that. 
Boy, I've just, uh, I've never liked a fruitcake. It's just terrible, man. Terrible, terrible, terrible. So today we're having a little bit of fun, but I do want to go into the real reason for this show. I want to, four outcomes. I told you one of them was have fun. I always like to have fun. Fun's in a process of the right side of the brain. Uh, And when you learn and you have fun, then you learn far more effectively. And so today I want to I want to hit three other outcomes besides fun. Number one, why Christmas? I think it's a fair question. You know, we are told that we are supposed to be the reason for the season is Jesus Christ. But what if? What if? Think about this. What if the reason for the season was people? Let me go to Matthew 1. I, mean, I hate to go to the Bible for this reason. I heard this a great sermon, uh, and I thought it was very apropos. So Matthew 1, right out of the Bible, starting at verse 18. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Verse 20, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Do you see it? Right there in Matthew 18. He says it very clearly. Matthew 18, 21. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people. Don't you get it? Jesus was incarnate, because Jesus always was. If you check back to Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning, Genesis 1, 1, God created. And that word God, if you look at the original text, uh, is Elohim. And whenever you see the im, I am, on the end of anything, it's always plural in, in the Hebrew. And so, it's talking about gods. In the beginning, it should say, gods uh, created the heaven and earth. What they're talking about is a trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. All three, but yet distinct personalities, but yet one God. We are monotheistic, a single God. So right there in Matthew 18, 21, it says, the reason that Jesus came is for the people, to save people. Let's go to Luke 2, the most famous of the Christmas story. If those of us that grew up watching things like Charlie Brown Christmas and the Grinch that stole Christmas. So Luke 2, starting at verse 8. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And there it is again, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you see it? Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. That's verse 10. And then verse 11 says, The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today, has been given to you as a gift. That's why it blows me away that people are so wrapped up. Even secular people celebrate Christmas. Even I got a lot of Jewish friends who don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. They're wrong. He is, and they're, they're going to pay a little bit of a price, but they're still his people. Uh, there's no replacement theology here. The Jews are still God's people, and yet they celebrate Christmas just like a lot of people do. They do. They also celebrate Hanukkah and all that. Don't get me wrong. But they still, I know a lot of people who are Jewish descent that celebrate Christmas. Why? Because Christmas is about people. Don't you realize the greatest gift was to bring priests on earth, joy, good tidings. That's what it's talking about. And so this is about people. Why is Christmas so special to so many people? Because we get to focus on people. 
We get to invest in people. People are more open to receiving gifts. People are more open to kindness. People are open to, to hearing about Jesus. It's in Christmas. Don't you hear it? He's right there. Why do you think the world doesn't want to say Merry Christmas anymore? Why do you think that? I mean, if you look at the Democratic platform, it's anti-God. They don't believe in God. You have to be pro-abortion to run in the Democratic Party. And it's always amazed me how some Christians are Democrats. It's just stunning. Uh, it's more, it doesn't make any sense. And so the reason why Christmas is so special is because it's about people. For God so loved the world that he did something about it. He wanted to help people. He wanted to take care of people. He wanted to give a gift to people. And so today, like I said, I have four outcomes. Number one, why Christmas? I'm going to tell you, the reason for the season is not Jesus. Jesus came for people. The reason for the season is people. And so after the break, we're going to go through our second outcomes, which one, what does it mean to be childlike? Because children enjoy Christmas most. And third, what are the qualities of this thing called Christmas? than just gatherings. You desire to create lasting memories. That's what Our Britain Catering and Hospitality's goal is in every event and special occasion designed for you, creating lasting memories. Seek an array of award-winning venues and sample exquisite food from the best chefs along with the best possible presentation. That is what Our Britain does for you. Weddings, family reunions, galas, special events for businesses are all areas where Our Britain shines. This husband and wife team make a great serving combination. Challenge Seth and Don as they journey to become the number one catering team in the world. Three unique catering options. Apples to Apples offers a unique farm-to-table concept. This Little Piggy, a Minnesota favorite for 30 years and distinctive catering with its luxurious and memorable style. Britain Catering and Hospitality. AbrittonCatering.com. That's A-B-R-I-T-I-N Catering.com. Creating lasting memories. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is, is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for a leadership awakening class in your area. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. Take a little bit of a break from what we normally do on the radio show, which is inspirational, educational, applicational, working on you, the person 
Today we're talking about Christmas. What about Christmas? Uh, and if you want to listen to this radio show regularly, all you got to do is tune into the same format. Whatever you're doing right now to listen to this radio show, just do it every single day, Monday through Friday, because that's where we'll find us every single day. We invest in people. We, we stir people up. We help people become the change that they want to see in the world. And you can always go to likeitmattersradio.com, and you can find us there. Also, if you want to be a part of my daily blog, uh, scripturally based, you can go to wayofwarrior.blog, wayofwarrior.blog. And if you do Facebook, I'd really appreciate you liking us on Facebook. We tell you what show's coming up. We give you a schedule. We share some uh, special pictures on there. So just go to facebook.com slash radio. And the great news is you can now subscribe to Like It Matters Radio in iTunes. So if you go to iTunes and just subscribe to Like It Matters Radio, uh, there uh, every day uh, you'll be able to find our, uh, our radio show in podcast form. So today we are talking about what about Christmas. We're posing some questions. The first question, why Christmas? You know, we've heard that uh, uh, Jesus is the reason for the season, but I want you to consider, uh, and uh, I heard it on a sermon this morning, and it's this true thing. What if the reason for the season was people? And what if that's why so many people, even those that don't believe in Jesus, uh, celebrate Christmas? Because they get to spend time with people. Uh, they get to give to people. They get to receive from people. It, people usually aren't focused on their pound of flesh at Christmas. Although I do want you to know that it's the saddest time for a lot of people. For some people, the suicide rates I've heard go up. The depression rates go up. Because, again, if it is about people then let's be honest, the biggest obstacle in most of our lives is people. The biggest heartache in most of our lives is people. The biggest disappointment in most of our lives is people. The biggest violation of our trust and our uh, commitment, yep, you finished it for me, didn't you? It's people. And so that's why Christmas is about people. Jesus was incarnated for people to save the world, to give people hope. That's what Luke 2 was all about. Glad tidings, peace on earth, and goodwill toward all men for those who love God. So that's why Christmas. The second thing is we've heard all the time that Christmas is about children. You know, I'm blessed. I have a, a little boy. I have four children. Uh, Faith is uh, my firstborn. She is uh, the most like me, the good stuff, not the bad stuff. She's 21. My son Christian is finishing up uh, his uh, senior year in high school. He's 18, uh, lives with some good friends of mine, the Wassels. Uh, my son Major, uh, he'll be 12 next month, so he's 11 years old. Uh, and then I got a son, Benaya, a good warrior name, uh, who will be three months, uh, three years old at the end of January. And Benaya, this is really his first Christmas. You know, last year uh, he was a little, you know, almost two years old, so he got a chance to understand it to a degree a little bit he really didn't get it but now this year he gets it and he is so into it oh my gosh he loves the lights we drive by the lights and he sees the lights and and then every light a red light a tail light on a car a a, a, a shop light everything oh you have got to look at every single light but he loves it and it's childlike and so I, I want to think about this this thing I want to address today is to be childlike that Christmas really is the most enjoyable for those that act childlike and it reminds me of what Jesus himself, this is quoting Jesus, said in the 18th chapter of Matthew. He's talking about the greatest in the kingdom. And Matthew is just verses 1 and 2. I'm sorry, 1 through 4. says, about that time the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Verse 2 says, Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth. Unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And it is true that Christmas is more enjoyable, per se, uh, for children. Although if you're a newlywed woman and you're married to a wealthy man, I bet you Christmas is pretty special for you, too. Because <laughs> he has a lot of money. You can buy a lot of cool jewelry, a lot of cool stuff. So I bet it's pretty fun for you as well. However, for most people who truly enjoy and get the spirit of Christmas, it is children. And, boy, that's a great thing to consider as we move beyond the Christmas season. 
if those who that Christmas is really most enjoyable for, those that really warms their heart, those that it really gets them going is children. Have you been a child this year? I told you I have not gotten into Christmas this year as much as I'd like to. And I'm, I'm disappointed in that. There's no excuse, there's no reason, but I can see why. The burdens of this world. My mom and dad are dying from cancer. Uh, financially, things are tight. You know, starting another radio program. Uh, my wife and I are working to create a better marriage. There's a lot of things pulling at me. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, and so, boy, I'm more adult-like. Got to pay the bills. Got to make sure everybody's taken care of. Got to make sure I give to those charities, those people that need my money. Got to make sure I take care of my kids. Got to make sure I take care of my mom and dad. This could be their last Christmas ever. Uh, I'm supposed to get to, you know, blah, 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 all that. So why have I not enjoyed Christmas much? Because I haven't been like a child. I've been like an overworked adult. I've been like a stressed out, worried uh, a son who's losing their parents. And so I want you to think about what qualities does a child have? Because God seeks a childlike submissiveness and meekness, a gleeful childlike heart, and a childlike faith. And that's why Christmas is so special. I wanted my kids to believe in Santa Claus as long as possible. I like that surreal thought, the white picket fence, the uh, Camelot philosophy will. How does a child receive a gift? With openness, honesty, unbridled joy. The type of happy, happy authenticity should be a hallmark of our faith as we receive God's gift in Christ. Remember John three sixteen for God so loved the world, he did something about it. And this is what we celebrate. This is why we celebrate December 25th. It's not actually Christ's uh, incarnate date. He really wasn't birthed. He was birthed into the flesh, if you will. But it's when he came, walked amongst us, and that we celebrate that December 25th. So think about those qualities of a child. A child is innocent, right? They don't, they're not tainted by the world yet. Now, unfortunately, today in the world that we live in, a lot of bad stuff happened to little kids. There are far too many little kids uh, that have lost their innocence. It's just a sad, sad, sad reality of the world we live in. But also a child is trusting. child is trusting. Why do you think we have to tell our kids over and over and over, don't get in the car a stranger, don't accept candy from a stranger? But why? Because kids are trusting my little boy, Benaya, will go up to everybody, say hi, go up to everybody. It doesn't matter. He sees someone. He goes one to run out in the street and say hi. He loves people. He's so young. He still likes people. I'm 52 years old, know about 20,000 people intimately. I know so many people so deeply that my best friend is a cat. Got my point? <laughs> a child believes without complication. Some of our biggest problems were on our unwillingness to believe. A child has not had time to allow the preconceived notions of the world to form his decision-making process. Some of you I keep saying all the time, you need to turn off MSNBC. You need to shut off CNN. You need to get rid of your hatred for Donald Trump. You need to stop that and be a childlike. And quit teaching your kids to hate, by the way. That's the worst thing. There's going to be generations of pain because you're teaching your kid to hate. Remember, they're watching you. Your hatred, your bitterness, your justified uh, animosity. What do you think they're going to do? The guy that doesn't pay attention, the girl that won't take, go out on a date with them, the boss that won't hire them, uh, the person that gives them constructive criticism and they want to take a gun and blow their brains out because mom and dad have taught them how to hate and hurt. See, a child has not had time to allow the preconceived notions of the world to form his decision-making process. A child receives with joy. A lot of us hate to open up a gift. Because we know the other person's watching us and we're afraid that we might not look like we're supposed to look. Kids don't think that way. The honesty of a child. We laugh a lot. A child receives with joy, forgetting themselves with lighthearted abandonment. A child is humble. A child is content in the little things. How many times have I got a, a, a gift for my kids? And they, they, they're not playing with the gift a week later, but they're playing with the thing that the gift came in. You know, the box or whatever it is. A child has faith to move mountains. They believe. We joke about when I teach right brain development. You know, children don't have a lot in their heads. They don't have a lot of memory. So they function on the right side of their brain. And they have tea parties with nobody there, with no tea, and yet they burn themselves. Because a child has the faith to move mountains. A child is awed by majestic splendor. A child takes to heart God's word in all its simplicity. To, to tell a child Bible stories and have them believe them, incredible. A child takes to heart God's word in all simplicity. 
See, adults have a tendency to become cynical with age, while a child has yet to be touched by the concerns of the world. Think of the world as a big arena, kids do. You know, life's, uh, there's so many opportunities, so many options. They can dream big, think big. You know, for them, life's a race. But the older we get, the more the hurdles and doubts and concerns we tend to place in front of us. The Bible's pretty clear that meekness is required. Jesus exhorts the disciples and us to seek and possess a childlike modesty in addition to their faith. Those who willingly take the lowest position are the greatest in heaven's eyes. A young child is destitute of ambition, pride, and haughtiness, and is therefore a good example. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to challenge you. Keep that childlike mentality. Keep it going. Keep it fresh. Keep it open and honest. Because that's really what Christmas is about. And if you can maintain that as we move beyond Christmas, that truly is the key. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about the gift of Christmas. And what about Christmas makes it so special? And how do we make Christmas last more than just the month of December? If not the holiday itself, at least the mindset, at least the attitude. And after the break... We're going to go into the qualities of Christmas and how to carry it through the year. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come. Thank you, Mr. Black. Are those your grades for this semester? They sure are. All A's and one B. But what about your learning disability and your struggles in school? Not since I got my brain map done at Like It Matters. I now know how I best learn and the unique way that God made me. No more learning disability. You are unique. Nobody has your fingerprints and nobody is wired exactly like you. We now have the ability to show you God's fingerprints for your life through yours. The unique print on each of your fingers is a duplicate of the neural pathway in that corresponding lobe of your brain. With our exclusive brain map, we can capture your fingerprints and give you a 35-page map of your brain, your gifts, talents, and innate resources. This information is the key to unlocking your God-given potential and truly living your life like it matters. If you're ready to maximize the potential you were created with, email Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com or call 817-502-1554. Webster's Dictionary defines a meeting as a gathering of people for a particular purpose, such as to talk about business. No matter how big or small your meeting is, WNAV Audiovisual can help. Because at WNAV Audiovisual, your meeting is our business. Hi, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. Today, over 26 million meetings will take place in the United States. In today's fast-paced world, meetings are essential to keep people connected. In today's fast-paced world, you can get business things done now. Whether your meeting is in a conference room, auditorium, ballroom, or sanctuary, WNAV can provide you with audiovisual equipment and expertise quickly, smoothly, and efficiently. And we've been serving Minnesota since 1983. Learn more about what WNAV's technicians can do for you online at WNAV-video.com. That's WNAV-video.com. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, and eight and a half year old son and patient and passionate wife i got rid of a lot of clutter in my head bs they call it belief systems that were not serving me if you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them if you want to build a productive team in two days if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next leadership awakening it's time the giant in you comes alive Go to likeitmatters.net to find out more about Leadership Awakening Workshops. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, 
Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. Today, we're asking the question, what about Christmas? In the words of Dr. Seuss, And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling, how could it be so? It came without ribbons, it came without tags, it came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? Wow, I got emotional saying that. Because Christmas is about people. That's why Jesus was incarnated. That's why we have hope. Blessed is the season which engages the whole world in a conspiracy of love. Hamilton Wright maybe said that. Charles Schultz says Christmas is doing a little something extra for someone. Don't you hear the people? Remember this December, Josephine Dede Bacon said, that love weighs way more than gold. And Harlan Miller said, I wish we could put up some of the Christmas spirit in jars and open a jar of it every month. And ladies and gentlemen, that's where I want our focus to be on this last few minutes, this last segment of the show. How do we take this feeling, this attitude, this mindset of Christmas, of the holidays, and carry it through the year? Because I don't know about you, but Christmas is too short. I don't know about you, but Christmas should be year-round. Not the act of buying gifts and putting them under a tree. But the act of kindness, the act of generosity, the act of sacrifice, the act of uh, giving until it hurts. Because there's going to come a time when this is over, Christmas, and the season, and a new year begins. And there will be consequences. That's why I love this poem called Xmas Consequences. Twas the month after Christmas and all through the house. Nothing would fit me, not even a blouse. The cookies I nibbled, the eggnog I taste. All the holiday parties had gone to my waist. When I got on the scales, there arose such a number. When I walked to the store, less a walk than a lumber. I'd remember the marvelous meals I'd prepared, the gravies and sauces and beef nicely reared, the wine and the rum balls, the bread and the cheese, and the way I'd never said, no thank you, please. As I dressed myself in my husband's old shirt and pre prepared once again to do battle with dirt, I said to myself, as I only can, you can't spend a winter disguised as a man. So away with the last of our sour cream dip, get rid of the fruitcake, every cracker and chip. Every last bit of food that I like must be banished till all the additional ounces have vanished. I won't have a cookie, not even a lick. I'll want only to chew on a long celery stick. I won't have hot biscuits or cornbread or pie. I'll munch on a carrot and quietly cry. I'm hungry, I'm lonesome, and life is a bore. But it's that, isn't that what January is for? That's so funny. Unable to giggle, no longer a riot. Happy New Year to all, and to all, a good diet. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now, we don't have to have that uh, mental or physical, emotional breakdown to Christmas. And I, right now, am carrying extra weight into the holidays. That really stinks because I keep wanting to diet, and then all this good stuff's around me, and then I come off my diet, go on my diet, come off my diet, go on my diet. But now I am on my diet. I am not waiting for the end. But I want to challenge you. You know, it's really key. I want to use my NLP background to help you recreate this feeling, this excitement, this feeling that you have this holiday season. And so, you know, in class, we, we have this process where I have people considered the leader in their life, that one person above all others who's helped them become who they are, who's more responsible for them becoming who they are. And then I have them think about that person, and then I have them identify those qualities that you most admire about that person. And so I want to take a look at the qualities that we most admire about Christmas time. And I can only speak for myself because I'm doing, I'm doing the radio show. It's my thought process. 
And so what I picked was a few key words. And by the way, the reason I like Christmas is because people are kinder and gentler. Uh, it's darker earlier um, and the, the beautiful lights. Uh, Christmas music, you can talk to people about Jesus. Uh, people are hearing Jesus in the music. Uh, people seem to be just gentler, kinder, slower, uh, very uh, generous. Even if they give out of mandating, whether, whether they think they have to give, they still give. And most people do it joyfully. And so what I did is get a couple qualities that I think that really people really enjoy about Christmas time. And I want to break those down because, again, if you re- re-replicate these, duplicate these, recreate them at any time, you'll be in the same mindset. You'll be in the same attitude. You'll be in the same spirit of Christmas. And those words are joy, merry, hopeful, and expected. I really think those five qualities really break down what people feel and why they enjoy Christmas so much. So let's take a look at those five words. The first word is a noun. It's joy. And this is right off of dictionary.com. The emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying. Keen pleasure elation. A source or cause of keen pleasure or delight. Something or someone greatly valued or appreciated. The expression or display of glad feeling. Festive gaiety. A state of happiness or felicity. So how do you recreate that when there's not Christmas lights up? How do you recreate that when there's not Christmas music playing? How do you recreate that when next Tuesday you're not going to give a diamond ring from somebody? And you can think of it. All you got to do is remember the joy that you have now. And then transfer this. The emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying. Your life what you get to do, that you get to be a parent, that you get to have a job, that you get to live in the greatest country in the face of the earth, that you get to make an impact, that you get to live your life like it mattered. That's joy. So we need a noun for the rest of the year, not just at this time of year. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you right now, we need two nouns, an adjective, and a verb. That's what you need, two nouns, an adjective, and a verb to keep Christmas year-round, the mindset, the attitude. And, you know, the second word is interesting because Mary. I don't know of any other holiday that has Mary put in front of it. You don't have a Merry birthday. You don't have a Merry New Year. You have a Happy New Year, but you have a Merry Christmas. You don't have a Merry Thanksgiving. You don't have a Merry Easter. You only have a Merry Christmas. It's an adjective. It's interesting. And the definition full of cheerfulness or gaiety, joyous in disposition or spirit, like a merry little man. Laughingly happy, mirthful, festively joyous, hilarious, a merry time at the party. Isn't that incredible? To make merry is to be happy or festive. The New Year's revelers were making merry in the ballroom. We don't even use the word anymore. So I'm going to ask you, merry, not with an A, but with an E. Oh, we use the other A all the time, the one with the A, merry. But I want to ask you, Mary, M-E-R-R-Y, how do you duplicate this merriness at Christmas time in February or in June or in August? Full of cheerfulness or gaiety, joyous in disposition or spirit. That should be an important question we should all ask ourselves. How do we do it? What does that look like? What does Mary look like? What does Mary sound like? What does Mary feel like? What does Mary smell like? What does Mary taste like? Again, I'm talking about M-E-R-R-Y. The adjective. Don't be going weird places with that. So joy and merry are qualities of Christmas. How about hopeful? Now it's interesting because when I looked up hopeful, it defines itself with the word hope. Full of hope. Expressing hope. Exciting hope. Promising advantage or success. So I figured I should probably then give you the definition of hope since hopeful is all about hope. The feeling that what is wanted can be had or that it will turn out for the best. Wow. What a concept of hope. A particular instance of this feeling, the hope of winning. Grounds for this feeling in a particular instance. There's little or no hope of recovery. A person or thing which is uh, which expectations are centered. Something that is hopeful. That's what Christmas is about, is being hopeful. Hope. That's the whole purpose of Jesus. That was the whole message of Jesus, is to have hope. you got to get this. So we got to keep hope alive throughout the year. Hope for a better world. Hope to be a better person. Now, I'm not using it powerlessly right now. Hoping you're a better husband is powerless. Hope for a better world is not powerless. And so we got to have that hope. 
And then the next word is expected. And again, expectant was all defined by the word expect. So I had to go to the word expect. Verb, to look forward to, regard as likely to happen, anticipate the occurrence of or coming of, to look for with reason or justification, to suppose or surmise or guess. Don't you expectant is to look forward to, hopeful, looking forward. That's what's different about Christmas time. It's hope, it's joy, it's merry, and it's good expectations. I challenge you to keep those going beyond December 25th, to keep listening Like It Matters Radio, because it truly does matter. Have a holly jolly Christmas, it's the best time This is Mr. Black, your life caddy. In golf, the caddy knows the course, knows the golfer, and knows how to play the game. As your life caddy, I can help you maximize the potentials you were created with and live your life like it matters. I have books that will help you understand how you work and tools that will assist you in abundantly enjoying the game of life. Books include 180 Ways to Live Your Life Like It Matters and Becoming Your Dreams, Want It, Create It, Live It, as well as inspirational music, CDs, and T-shirts. Go to likeitmatters.net and order your books and tools today. Right now on thefishtwincities.com, you'll hear chestnuts roasting on an open fire and new favorites. Today the Holy Son of God is born in Bethlehem. We're the station that keeps Christ in Christmas, spreading joy all season long at thefishtwincities.com. Listen while you travel with the free fish mobile app. Supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio.